Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Football is many things. Unpredictable. Exciting. Colorful. Passionate. Absorbing. Expensive. Venal. Infuriating. Exasperating. Time-consuming. Depressing. But one thing it most certainly is not is a level playing field. Welcome to the famous sloping pitch. In a week where Chris is pumped up, I've never quite seen him <laughs> this pumped up. He, we've had to start a little bit late because he's had a tradesman come round, okay? <laughs> and he's just, I thought it was just testosterone because, you know, when he's talking to tradesmen, you have to be a little bit punchy. So, you know, you're she's telling them, you know, you can't rip me off, mate. I know about yeah, yeah. this stuff. And and you've had that really rare, rare thing. Tell tell us, Chris, what happened <laughs> with your guttering man? I wasn't expecting to be talking about this. Um, yeah, no, uh, back here, we've got a, a, a leaking gutter and I I spotted them. I found the problem and got a guttering guy to come round and he agreed with me. So I'm oh. feeling very good about things. <laughs> he agreed. He, he worked out, uh, you know, it worked out that I'd worked out what the problem was and so oh, we can get it fixed, which is that's great. That's just so pleasing. You've I don't know if it's t- testosterone exactly, but... <laughs> well, I, it looks like it from here, although the line isn't very good. Um, uh, uh, the, uh, my camera's a little out of focus, maybe. It's yeah. <laughs> yes, just what, to testosterone at this distance. Um, also, this is something I've just read. You may you may well have already seen it. Um, no, uh, I was th- talking to the guttering man. Oh, I could, sorry. Yeah. Talking, yeah, talking with him. Yeah, yeah. my mate, Mark, Mark Gutter. That's <laughs> what gu- I call him. Got so. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this is something that's just cropped up, but you may have seen it already. Um, the word Pele has entered the Portuguese dictionary. Oh, has um, it? Yes, and they've they've decided just by by, by yeah. dint of being the people that run a dictionary that Pele means exceptional, uh, exceptional, incom- incomparable, and unique. So, so as an adjective, yeah, as opposed to. A Pele. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm, now I'm hoping, because it's a Portuguese di- uh, dictionary, I'm hoping it's going to start a trend. We can have Ronaldo, which could yeah. mean a flouncer. A yeah. A flouncer, yes. A flouncer, yeah. A, and I with was a thinking, big neck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, funny you should mention necks, because then I was thinking about Pepe, who I think should, would be a tortoise without a shell. 
which is what <laughs> I always thought that Pepe, uh, Pepe looked like. So any suggestions uh, that you've got for what Carton Palmer might mean in the next uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oxford English Dictionary um, would be greatly, uh, gratefully received. Yeah, cool. Now, uh, one thing I did see, uh, you know, sometimes you see a headline on a newspaper and you can't resist. It's like you can't wait to have a go at it. It's like the jokes start choking you. And yeah. you don't even want to actually read the story and the, the terrible mundane explanation of it. Yeah, yeah. On the front of the Telegraph a few days ago at the weekend, there was this. Samantha Cameron, colon, quote, I have to remind David to avoid the middle aisle at Aldi, quote. See page 25. What? <laughs> and you think, what the fuck? <laughs> so David Cameron goes into Aldi, loves it apparently, but what, why, why does he have to avoid the middle aisle? I mean, I, 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 all sorts of explanations were going to it. I thought, is the middle aisle where they keep the gammon? <laughs> and she's worried she won't be able to find him. <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? Or is, <laughs> is the middle aisle where they keep the West Ham stuff? Because you you never know, you yeah, might yeah. be tempted, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. that whole villa supporting can of worms gets opened up again. I imagine he's supporting Villa just now because they're doing quite well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. But they how, are. and how many aisles are there in their Aldi for there to be a middle? Are there only three? Uh, well, <laughs> for there to be you, a middle uh, one? Are you a are you a habitué of of Aldi? Have you been to Aldi? Because the middle aisle has got its own. It's got a, it's, it's a whole world on its own. The middle yeah, aisle in Aldi. Okay. Are you aware of that? Well, I, I'm only aware of it because I read the article to find out what the fuck she was talking about. Yeah, it's stuff that they've <laughs> bought because it became available, and yeah. it's not stuff that they always that they always have, and and it's stuff that men think. Oh, we could do with one of those. <laughs> so you know, it's um, it's garden umbrellas or a giant chess set. It's it's yes. that sort of stuff. The yeah. giant chess set. The the thing that she the thing that she's particularly wanting to steer uh, David Cameron away from uh, is plastic foot spars. Apparently, they have plastic foot spars yeah, yeah. in the middle aisle of the Aldi at Chipping Norton. But anyway, a yeah. little little glimpse into the into the life behind. Behind the scenes, there at Cameron Towers. Ca- yes, exactly. So <laughs> it didn't really feel like a front page story to me, but no. it was on the front of the Telegram. No, but also, you know, a man who can't be trusted to avoid the middle aisle in Aldi, who was yeah. our prime minister. Yeah, can't be you trusted. Know, what can they be trusted to do? Exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, but. there was something I saw uh, to get back to football. There was a, a tangential football interest in that little item, but um, something I haven't heard before, uh, which is always is always pleasing when you you hear a manager after a game saying a thing that you hadn't you hadn't ever heard one of them say before and it was emma hayes of chelsea the uh, chelsea ladies manager um and uh, they lost uh, at the weekend to an early goal from barcelona four minutes yes and emma hayes described this goal as just a 0.03 xg as if to say yeah. Like, you know, it was a fluke goal or a really unusual occurrence or a really right. good goal. Or, or it wasn't a much of a, wasn't, <laughs> It wasn't much of a chance. I don't think I've heard XG being applied to an individual chance by anyone before. No. I, mean, I was quite... I was quite. Um, I mean, I have been looking more and more at XG uh, lately. I don't know why. I mean, I've got used to it. It doesn't irritate me quite yeah. so much. You're not, but, but you're, not, you're, you're not under house arrest, are you? No, no. Okay, no. just checking because that can often, no. you know, you know, lead us to wander into worlds that we wouldn't necessarily have <laughs> wanted into otherwise. Well, you would know. 
Anyway, I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm still spending far too much of my time, not looking at XG, but spending far too much of my precious brain space on your idea for the sitcom about Lionel oh. Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo sharing a flat in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I mean, I, this idea, this is going to, this is, it really has, it's got legs. Oh, I and, think it has. And it's got necks. Yeah. <laughs> but did you see this week's episode involves calls for Cristiano to be expelled from Saudi Arabia for making a controversial groin clutching gesture towards oh. rival fans? Did you see that story? Yes. Which was fantastic because it's caused widespread offence throughout the country, especially, according to the story, because it's the holy month of Ramadan. Yeah. (laughs) And you're not supposed to be clutching your groin or indeed anything else. And why would he do this? It's because fans of Al-Hilal, Al Nasser's rivals, were singing Lionel Messi's name to taunt Cristiano as they beat his team 2-0. So it's, it's got everything. It's got yeah. everything in there for a for a whole a whole episode, um, and in the, I'm thinking in this episode, uh, Lionel's mate Emmy Martinez has been staying in the spare bedroom on a one episode guest visit, yes. and has been teaching Cristiano a whole range of horrible groin related gestures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Al Nasser said, "Did you see that Cristiano had a sensitive groin injury, which is why he was clutching himself?" Oh, of course he of course did. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. RRE teacher had that problem as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Ronaldo also got himself into trouble for suggesting that maybe they'd like to rename Ramadan Ronaldadam. <laughs> there you go. That's half an episode. Uh, uh, um, yeah. I'd I, I lo- I love the pictures from the Al Hilal game because there were lots of um, uh, Al Hilal shirts with Messi written on the back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they might have jumped the gun, I think, because Lionel is widely reported to be thinking of going back to Barcelona, isn't he? And do yeah. you see what Barcelona's plan to tempt Lionel back? Well, I only I only saw that we will leave no stone unturned to find Messi yeah. back, which I thought was a very insulting thing to say. Well, yeah, and but. <laughs> What they're doing with the stones once they've turned them yeah. is that they're going to build them into a Lionel Messi museum. Okay? okay? And you think, oh my God, how Ronaldo would love a Ronaldo museum. And oh man. Oh. And there have been moves to apparently persuade Cristiano uh, to go back to Spain as well. But that feels more like a season two thing to me. You know, once we've once we've done yeah, the whole Saudi just, thing, just before we get to jump in the shark, yeah, we'll do that. Um, <laughs> Let us yeah. jump the shark with that. <laughs> yes, with that item. Um, really, we should talk about because uh, we're recording this on a Thursday, and so last night was the supposed champion, uh, the championship, the Premiership decider. Yeah, that's a, that's always catches me out. That yeah, it's not a championship yeah. decider, is it? No, no, it's, no, a, no, uh, no it's, it's a completely no. different trophy decider. Um, yeah. uh, uh, I, I know you were watching the game because we we spoke at half time um <laughs> and uh i mean the, 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 i i i you've said this a couple of times i i taken to turning off straight after the game finishes yes. and then i miss stuff and i saw yes. this morning the uh that ben white and and foden having a, a set yeah, two yeah. did you see that and i, I saw thought, i saw the start of it and i thought oh, just yeah. bloody um england player handbags i'm just desperate know. i'm just desperate to know what it was that had sparked because foden had hardly played, had he? No, hardly played. But he must yeah. have. I must have said something. And they were they they were uh, quite bad tempered once they were like three 0 down. Uh, oh, they were. Yeah, yeah, Arsenal. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, and uh, and Ben White went down claiming he'd been kicked, didn't Kick, he? Yeah. By Rodri, who is is it Rodri? I think so. And he was he's a piece of work, Rodri. I think. Yeah, he, I think he was kicked by him, but not particularly. Yeah, yeah, um, not enough to send him off. Uh, no, no. But no, I mean, it, it was yes, billed as the. It was a bit of a damp squib, really, wasn't it? As uh, as as showdowns go, um, you know, the head 
to head of all head to heads. Yeah, good football. I mean, it was such a good football. Yeah, lots. Of, yeah, th- yeah, sort of. Yeah, but not from Marshall. You know, not, I mean, I'm not, not just really saying that Marshall, as a, you know somebody preternaturally hates Arsenal, but I'm saying it because it actually <laughs> it actually made it a disappointing game from that point. It of was view. a disappointing game, but then I think the sort of game it it was was kind of prefigured by Arsenal's previous like three games yeah uh, where they i mean you know not so long ago I, I remember laughing at my arsenal friend jim when i went with him to the palace game and when they just fired Vieira and not got hodgson yet and not rebounded yet and they were so unimpressive and they hadn't had a shot on target and jim was really anxious that arsenal should get a three goal cushion and i've been <laughs> i've been kind of uh you know ribbing him a little bit about yeah, that yeah, ever yeah, since yeah. Yeah. but then they've gone on a little run of games where what they really needed was to get a three goal cushion yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. Uh, you know, it, uh, the the Liverpool game, they were two up, they were bossing the game, and they didn't try and get a three goal cushion. They sat, yeah. they sat, and they yeah. try and control the game in a very sort of Arteta sort of a way. And then when Liverpool scored, obviously they they panic set in and they were shitting themselves for the whole second half. Yeah, and yeah. then the, against West Ham, they did the same thing. Did you see the West Ham game? They they were two 0 up after nine minutes, and West Ham had literally okay, yeah, had, yeah. hadn't had a kick, yeah, and West yeah. Ham had pulled all the team back into the penalty area yeah. and Arsenal were still scoring because you know how difficult it is when when all the opposition are in the penalty area like how many England Luxembourg games you've seen yeah, you yeah. Know, over the years but Arsenal were just going round them over them through them scoring scored two goals without uh, West Ham yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and then they they stopped and then, you know, halfway through the second half, it's 2-2. Arsenal hadn't had a shot since that second goal in the ninth minute because they'd just pulled back. They'd just relaxed. They'd just uh, become, I don't know, cautious or uh, panicky. Or And uh, th- this is what this is the Arsenal that then uh, played Southampton last Friday, which is a game that I went to with Jim. Yeah. And... Uh, looking at the game, you know, you see, you see a slightly different game from from the TV when you can see the whole thing, and it was really striking how none of the Arsenal players were really prepared to take a risk at all yeah, in yeah. the game at all, and they spent so much time, and they were they were three one down in the second half, and. All that time they spent just knocking the ball across the midfield. It was like someone else is going to. I don't want to take the risk. Yeah. Someone else take the risk. Yeah. And you could see that uh, Southampton were really scared of Saka on the right and Martinelli on the left. But the ball, uh, the ball was coming to Saka so slowly that you could see Southampton moving across yeah, yeah, and yeah. having time to double up on him. Yeah. And then and leaving Martinelli completely on his own, actually. But the, by the time Arsenal tried to move the ball to him, you could see Southampton yeah. moving across yeah. and blocking that off. And it was only it was only in the last five minutes that they that they really started to take a risk, and they got yes. a couple of goals, and they could have won that game. Yeah. But what we saw, uh, I think, last night against uh, City was <laughs> no one wanted it to be their fault. That was what it was. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, their heads have gone, obviously, and so they're clearly not a threat at corners anymore. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it was that. It was that. Uh, I, you know, I, I hate the thing. It really drives me mad when they say, "Oh, Manchester City have—they uh, know what it takes. They've been there before. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've done the." Ru- I think that's nonsense. I yeah. think that's nonsense. But what isn't nonsense, I think, is that is that uh, Arsenal in the last in the three games leading up to this have been slapped so hard 
that they've lost their nerve. They yeah, lost well, their they've, nerve. they've lost their nerve. They've lost a couple of players, and I think and I think the Southampton game is interesting because I th- I thought in the West Ham game and the Liverpool game, what they did was they went two 0 up and they started thinking about the next game, which of course yeah. managers always claim is definitely not going to be happening. You know, yeah. we'll be thinking about that game on Monday, uh, yeah, but yeah. no, that's what happened, and people don't want to get injured, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, much much moaning um, from Arsenal fans this morning, which I was quite surprised about because they did kind of get spanked. Uh, Piers Morgan, oh, just so <laughs> cross with them. And you think, God, you went to support them. Yes, They've had yes. a fantastic season, to be yeah. fair, and they might still win it. Who's to say? You're going to be in the Champions League. You had no right to even think that you'd be in, in you know, in, in yeah. contention. And still, straight away, they lose a bloody game. And it's all oh, rubbish they are. The bloody rubbish. <laughs> fucking mad. And lots of talk about the VAR, the VAR as well, which um, uh, for John Stones' goal, which was actually a really, really, really good header. Yes. And, and, and just, again, why players don't wear green boots, I don't know. Because, <laughs> just, to, just to camouflage their feet. <laughs> yeah, instead of wearing those great big white, they may, they may as well have been wearing clown shoes just to make sure <laughs> everyone's played on side. Even if you're standing outside of the area. Yeah, well, I think I think as well. If you wear those luminous, like luminous yeah. yellow boots, like you can't white miss ones, them. then but then there's there's like a sort of. There's like a sort of uh, extra imaging happening. There's a halo. There's where, a yeah, halo. where they seem bigger. They seem bigger than a, a black boot would would, would be hiding away. And I, it was perplexing that one because they showed the um, they showed the replay, and he looked clearly offside. But yeah. then when they actually did the VAR in it, it was like they did it on a different frame. On yes, a different yeah. frame to yeah, the yeah. one they'd shown earlier, yeah. where suddenly Ben White's foot was yeah. was but sticking d- out. D- going to be, they're going to have to look into this because the luminous boots. I agree with you, and I wonder. <laughs> I, I, do you know, I'm too lazy to bother to work it out. I wonder <laughs> if there are more uh, offsides overruled in night games when the luminous boots. Yes, show the luminous up. boots seem to be bigger. Seem to yes, be larger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. they're throbbing. They're throbbing yeah. with light that's bouncing <laughs> back off them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, but what you're saying is you. You're not prepared to put the work in to find that out? No, not really. No. <laughs> Colour me surprised. <laughs> I'm just going to... I'm I'm going with it. It's true. Uh, other things we've had... Um, well, uh, the, 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 the Newcastle Spurs game was quite oh, a thing yeah, 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 at the yeah, weekend, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? I mean, yeah. five up after 20 minutes. Uh, I mean, you had to you had to laugh in a way, but uh, uh, without any particular stake in, the, in who wins that game. But football suddenly looked just incredibly easy for just a little while, didn't it? Just, but after five, the intensity drops off, and it always kind of does. Oh yeah, doesn't yeah. it? And you think you think five nil up after twenty minutes. This could be twenty. <laughs> the yeah, way yeah, this yeah. is going. But then, oh, and then it's if you if you'd asked me what the final score was going to be at five nil, I'd I would have said six one. I would have said Spurs are going to get one. Newcastle will get one more. Yeah. And that's exactly that's how that that's how the mentality of being spanked like that seems to work. When we beat Liverpool six one, that was it was the same. We were five up at half time, and then yeah, the second right, half. It's always yeah. going to be. But what, to, to be fair though, and and you watched your boys. It's one of the things that used to make me laugh so much watching my my lad when he was about ten was that yeah. teams never stopped going for goals at that age group. <laughs> they will go on and on and on, and then come off complaining. It could have been thirty nine if you bloody passed to me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just relentless cruelty of children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, I don't know why football is the intensity. Just it's, the, it's there seems to be like a sort of mutual agreement to drop off, yeah. doesn't it? And yeah, almost yeah. professional courtesy, or almost, almost that to get five nil up after twenty minutes, you have to be playing at the top of your game, and you can't play at the top of your game for ninety minutes, and you play at you know ninety percent after that, and blah blah blah. You know? And I like to think that they think if we keep scoring this week, we won't have as many goals in us next Yes, that's week. right. We need to keep some goals in the goal bank <laughs> yeah. for next week. Yeah, yeah. Def- you, know, you know what the phrase is, Chris? Don't spunk it all up the wall today. That's yeah, the phrase. Yeah, I do know that phrase. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And, so uh, anyway, yeah. then the Spurs players have offered to pay for the tickets. of the. Of, well, they did, the didn't fans. they? Which was, uh, they've refunded the away ticket holders, but not yeah. without one uh, public relations issue. <laughs> did you see that? Where club loyalty points that apparently you get we'll for get buying away tickets. Well. They, they were erased as well, along with the whole transaction. Oh, uh, uh, and they were, you know, later reinstated. And it was, a, uh, it was blamed on a computer glitch. But uh, it's like Spurs just don't seem to be able to get anything right just at the moment. And, you know, loyalty points. This is a thing. I feel like loyalty points ought to be uh, 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 removable by the... Cl- you know, some of those fans... Spurs fans. They'd gone all the way up to Newcastle. Fair play to them. They'd bought a ticket. They'd spent the, but they were leaving after 20 minutes. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's not, so that's not, you shouldn't get a loyalty point if you go to a game and leave it after 20 minutes because you're pissed off. Yes. I mean, and these, and you know, the guys leaving at 20 minutes are the same guys who are going, where's my fucking loyalty points? You fucking heap of shit. You know? <laughs> well, and loyalty points, the whole idea of loyalty points makes me feel slightly ill. Oh, yes, you know, of course, of course. And you like know supermarket loyal, supermarket loyalty points, you know, I don't get any from Aldi because I don't go in there because no. I don't need a plastic foot spa. But no. um, I don't want to be patted on the head for being loyal to fucking Sainsbury's. It annoys the hell out of me that they know I've been in there yeah. and even more when they send me loyalty points as they did last Christmas they sent me extra loyalty points for buying more cheese slices in the calendar year than anyone else in no. that Sainsbury's oh. and that just seems sinister to me <laughs> yeah but, but surely still. surely some sort of award ceremony uh, yeah yeah exactly you know. if you're going to do, you're gonna do it yeah send me cheese slices you know what yeah. I like <laughs> yeah we, we want awards not bloody rewards <laughs> but anyway yeah. uh, so it's, oh so it's a terrible precedent they, they're paying uh, paying uh, fans off in this way because yeah, you know yeah. I mean for a start if this had already existed you know Stoke would owe me tens of hundreds of thousands of pounds <laughs> I have to say uh, you know and that's and that's you know over the last 50 years that's that's not why I go well it adds up doesn't it it adds up this is going to this is going to happen this is going to happen now the next time somebody gets tonked away the fans are going yeah. to be going can you should be paying for this blah 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 yeah pay and for then, this where's and, my fucking loyalty points yeah and then they'll talk to the pgmol <laughs> if the referee ruins the game the referee yeah. has to spend you know for fifty thousand people he uh, has to pay them off it's just it's a balmy 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 idea. it was a balmy game the newcastle first game do you see uh, hugo Lloris? he didn't really look at it did he <laughs> he wasn't really trying for some of it and he was subbed off at half time apparently he'd injured his hip um, picking the oh, ball out of the net. It was a repetitive strain injury. Yay. <laughs> but, oh, um, but, you know, and I, I, I like the quote very much from uh, Danny Rose, this former Spurs oh, yes, defender, yes, 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 who yes. said, all I've been thinking this first half is, how am I unemployed? Yeah, yeah. And, and how I'm are you, Danny? How are you unemployed? <laughs> yeah. well, I'm, the same, I'm the same when I watch PMQs. I just think, yeah. these guys oh, are getting shit, fucking yeah. paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, to me? <laughs> and they, they sacked the interim manager, which is a, which is a huge... Yeah. Um, 
new new step yeah, yeah. to take, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he became, uh, at that moment, the first manager in Premier League history to be fired without shaking hands with any other Premier League managers, apparently, or looking like he'd enjoyed a single moment of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And they were, they were suggesting Harry Redknapp as a suggestion uh, for a, 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 a new interim manager before they got Ryan Mason. But um, yeah, and the people are people are very spooked. I think by uh, Roy Hodgson's success. Yes. Oh, de- oh, yeah. Without any looking at old, there. looking at you know what old blokes could we get now? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah. That's the, exactly. It's, it's, it's gone. It's gone all the way, all the way around again. Yeah, um, I mean, halfway through what, the season, people were looking for managers that look like Pep Guardiola. And yeah, now yeah. they're looking for managers that look like Roy Hodgson. Yeah, and so. I'm hoping because there's somebody at the door. They're looking for managers who look like me. So we're going to take a little break while I answer the door. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anyway. Uh, now that we've all gone woo at the crazy roller coaster that is the greatest league in the world, trademark, marvelling at the people who ride with their hands in the air instead of clutching hold of their stomachs in a vain attempt to prevent vomiting, let us now turn our attention to the small, shiny metal slide in the park that has somehow lost all friction over the many years it has been rusting in place, obliging bare-legged children to shuffle along on their bottoms and heels to inch down to the end and actually get off the thing. I speak by means of metaphorical juxtaposition of the Vanarama, the National League Conference booby prize thing. Now, my team, Old Mathetic, have in recent weeks hauled themselves well clear of the relegation scrap, unlike our opponents on Saturday, Yeovil Town. The only thing that denied us the opportunity of relegating a second team this season, having dashed the dreams of a great escape by Scunthorpe a couple of weeks ago, was that Wrexham had already extinguished all hope the previous Tuesday night. Wrexham, Mm. taking all the glory, all the fun, with their Hollywood razzmatazz. You will have seen the, the uh, scenes from the race course on, on, on Saturday evening as they clinched the title with a record points total and a game to spare, much to the delight of Ryan Deadpool and Rob Philadelphia, and not to mention their movie star mate, Paul Antman, who was also in the pub doing selfies with all the drunk Welshmen. So I'm glad they did it, actually. But Paul Antman, if, you, if, you, if it's P. Antman, it's Pantman, isn't it? That's very <laughs> yeah. pleasing. Yeah, there you go. Let's call him that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, I'm glad they did it. I'm 
I'm glad to see the back of them with their money bags and their League One players, and they do richly deserve it, even though Notts County have run them pretty close. Also breaking the points record, just not by quite so much. At the moment I most enjoyed, and I, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, was seeing that someone in the crowd at Wrexham had made a cardboard and tinfoil replica of the Vanarama trophy to wave about. And I bet they had to look up what that looks like. I wouldn't have recognised it in a lineup with, say, the Scottish Championship and the trophy off of Richard Osmond's House of Games. You know, one they're in a the lineup, one of them's a wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so Yeovil were already down, having been a championship side far more recently than us, actually and they'll be dropping into the National League South, a small pond where they will be big fish, provided they don't go bust. All is not well, apparently, off the field there, I'm afraid. But anyway, I watched the National League stream with the Yeovil commentary, which was done by a despondent yet still outstandingly chirpy pair, a, a woman and a man, who spent much of the time absolving individual players from blame and nominating players of the season who won't be at Hewish Park next season. Now, I'm not sure I could have been so supportive or even interested if Oldham had crashed out as possible, even likely around the turn of the year. But anyway, uh, Oldham secured a 3-0 win without too much drama. Very early goal from Devon Green that almost visibly knocked the fight out of Yeovil. And then two more later on from substitute Big Mike Fondop, who is our top scorer. And also, by the way, the runaway favourite for our goal of the season after his over-the-shoulder half-bicycle kick against Dorking. Half-bicycle kick is technically a unicycle kick, isn't it? Yeah. Technically? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. That Dorking night was kind of a special night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was very... It was very very, very wet, but I have mentioned it many times. Yes. yes a 5-1 <laughs> away win at what is essentially a sports centre. But anyway, um, so we, it meant that since throwing away a two-goal lead, Arsenal-style, um, against 10-man Altrigan in the last few minutes, unable to hold on to that clean sheet, uh, we've won four in a row, holding on to the clean sheet in all four, um, giving you know making me look foolish for demanding that they press on and try and win the fucking game. Well, well you still, know, isn't, isn't that... The mirror image of not trying to score any more goals so you have more goals up your yeah. sleeve is to allow the other team to score late in the previous game in the hope you can get a clean sheet for the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because of, you're saving the yes, yes, you're, so you're saving it you're up. Getting, you're getting the, uh, the the conceded goals out of the way. Yeah. yeah, we'll get this out of the way then. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, to my astonishment, we now find ourselves tenth and closer to the playoffs uh, than relegation marginally. Uh, in fact, despite all the grumbling and dissatisfaction with the style of play under David Unsworth and the throwing away of po points late on, uh, Oldham have been gathering points pretty steadily for a while. When we lost four one to Notts County on Boxing Day, we were twenty second, where Yeovil are about to finish uh, with 20 points. In 2023, we picked up 40 more points. And in fact, only Wrexham and Notts County have got more in that time. So in the second half of the season, uh, if that had been doubled over the first half yeah, of the season, yeah, we'd be third. Yeah, uh, which has really <laughs> taken me by surprise. I mean, it hasn't felt like that at any point. Uh, I promise you. But, you know, the clamour for the manager to be replaced has quietly subsided. He started actually to be linked with other jobs, to linked with Walsall. I saw that. <laughs> Mighty Walsall. Yeah. But anyway, and John Askey, who you remember, was suspiciously seen at several of our games mid-season when the chop seemed imminent. Um, <laughs> he'll be back in the Vanarama with uh, Hartlepool, uh, unless yeah. they pull off something remarkable or unless they sack him. And now Wrexham have gone up out of the picture. Fellow moneybags Notts County, hot favourites to join them through the playoffs. So Oldham are actually looking in reasonable shape for next year's far more level playing field. Stop with it! With local derbies against Rochdale as well. And I'm not sure how to process all this. I can't, I'm not sure how. 
you know, opti optimismo, is it called? I, 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 I should have a couple of months. Delusional is what it's yeah, called. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a couple of months to get used to it before we get bumped by Ebbsfleet in August. Yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned about Yeovil and, 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 this, and this, is, this is the time. This is the season for players of the season, isn't it? Uh, yes. Which are, are gradually coming out. And it, it just occurred to me when I saw, I saw yesterday, this is with my Stoke City head on, that Danny Bart had been made player of the season at Sunderland. And oh, Danny yeah. Bart had been so awful for us. I mean, I mean, you know, we weren't a great side. We're well, not a great side now, but we weren't playing particularly well. And it made me start to think, we're forever buying, and I don't know whether it's the same with you, we're forever buying players that I haven't really heard of, but have been their club's player of the year for the last three years. Yes. And somehow they arrive and you think, I don't remember them being that bad. Yeah. They can't be that bad, can they? Yeah, we've done that. We've done that this season. We've had uh, John Rooney, Wayne's brother, who's been yeah. player of the year. He was the National League player of the year, uh, I think, even. Uh, when Salford, he was, was he? Uh, uh, it was, uh, yes, and at uh, Stockport and at Barrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At Barrow. And uh, he'd been at Wrexham because they were booing him quite uh, roundly when we played yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but it is bizarre. The whole the whole player of the year thing is bizarre, and there, there is no doubt that some people's faces just or feet indeed just don't fit when they move clubs, and and yeah. this just seems to happen to us all the time. But maybe yeah. again, this is the capricious nature of the memory of football fans. You know that we're, <laughs> it's like once you've spotted something in a book once, you spot it all the time, and so you see a pattern where there, there isn't necessarily uh, really one at all. And talking of patterns, of course, um, this year is going to be like 2011 when Stoke City Football Club got to the FA Cup final because the FA Cup final is going to be. And we talked about this last week. Played on a Saturday at at three o'clock. Yes, yeah, and that wasn't the case when we spoke last week, was it? We did. No, have, no. We did have a little uh, yeah, uh, the police uh, chat yeah. about ITV wanting to make the cup final part of a double header with the derby. Well, and, double derby uh, day. Double derby day. Was double the thing. dip derby day. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and the derby is supposed to uh, start at four thirty. And you know, th and the thing that would make ITV cream their pants was, of course, the the, the double dip Derby Day uh, banners that they put up, and that has indeed come to pass yes. for Manchester uh, Derby as, after as the semi finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, you know, they 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 decided to be fair that they were going to consult with the key, uh, you know, the participants, and apparently, a lot of the players wanted to play at three o'clock, and a lot of the horses they just didn't they weren't bothered at all. Yeah, could, they didn't how, have how anything did they, to say. How did they make their feelings known? Did they just not one, bang? One, <laughs> two is no, one is yes. We know this is how horses communicate. Yeah, We've been exactly. to pantomime. How else would they communicate? <laughs> this is why the race is going to start at an o'clock and not at half past, because, you know, they can do the number, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. But anyway, yeah, the Met threw a spanner into ITV's works, because I, I, I feel like they were gearing up to move it to prime time if it was City United. And the, uh, the Met have insisted that it's three o'clock, which is uh, not because of any uh, uh, any particular risk, just because that's where it should be. Yes. <laughs> three yes, o'clock yes, on the yes, Saturday yes, afternoon. Yes. And then there's been there's been much rejoicing and, and dancing in the streets. Um, yeah. uh, uh, not of Sheffield or of Brighton, particularly. No, but, not particularly yeah. there. No, no, no. And, and now, of course, they've announced a rail strike for that day. Yes, yes. Yeah, they yeah. Did, that's one one of the major stakeholders that they didn't consult. Yes, <laughs> was yeah, train yeah. drivers. And they could have just parked their little hooter, couldn't they? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I, uh, I'm still going to have to slip away. I'm afraid from a family memorial service uh, to find a pub in Doncaster, but it's going to be harder because that that starts at two. 
and yeah, so three yeah, o'clock. I mean, yeah, actually, five o'clock kickoff would have worked for me, but now, yeah, well, never mind. Um, they'll move the derby, won't they? The derby's supposed to be four thirty because they're not going to go, you know, towards the end of the second half. But now we're going to go away to the horse race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be brilliant. Uh, from the, it would be great if they did, yeah, just when, from a comedy point uh, of view. But... And when you come back, they say, if you don't want to know what the score is, look away now because <laughs> we're going to pick up exactly where we left. Yeah, <laughs> or, or even better, Chris. How about this? Could they not run the derby around? the outside of the pitch <laughs> oh now we're talking that i'd pay to see it'd be like the white horse cup final only 40 times more. Only with, uh, uh, exactly only with different colored horses colored horses yeah 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 <laughs> it'd be oh, like I've... the days when they used to do greyhound racing at yeah, uh, Wembley. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm up yeah. for that maybe next year maybe next year yeah well now now it's out there maybe it's <laughs> got as much chance of succeeding as the uh ronaldo and messi sitcom yeah. Now that you know, it's out there. These ideas are out there to be picked yeah, up, yeah, yeah, aren't yeah. they? I think if you want to make a big splash, you need to have a different sort of uh, podcast, don't you? Did you see that, that apparently the head of UEFA, Alexandra Seferin, has been in America talking to men in blazers? which oh, yes, seems yes. like a, a bit of a busman's holiday for a sports administrator, frankly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Men in Blazers is a US football podcast, and they've got a bunch of publicity from this interview with Seferin. I've seen a number of different uh, doom and gloom stories about UEFA this week, and they all seem to go back to this one interview, and people have cherry-picked different things. But everyone seems to have picked up on their own miserable nugget as the highlight yeah, yeah, yeah. of whatever yeah, yeah. this this bloke said. Uh, one story, it was clearly a bit of obliging fan service for his hosts, suggested that Seferin was considering staging the Champions League final in America. Yeah. Uh, this is apparently because of all the fans of the Champions League in America. Yeah. And there's going to be, you know, I think the only the only way they're going to get a decent crowd is if Wrexham were in it. And, you know, so <laughs> we're, at least, we're at least five years away from that. Yeah. But, um, or or, or uh, Downton Abbey. If Downton Abbey yes. were in it, you know, they'd yeah. watch that. Get Hugh Bonneville to referee it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Judy Dench. These are the people that are going to bring the crowds in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get Daniel Day-Lewis to show off his left foot. Yeah. You know, there for you instance. Go. Exactly. So. But, yeah. uh, you know, these buggers, these uh, f- uh, football admin people, they've all got their greedy eyes on America, haven't they? They've already got the World Cup. FIFA already got the World Cup, the next World Cup there. Yeah. Um, if only we could crack America, they seem to think all the time. Yeah. Think of all the cash we'd be able to rake in, which we're not raking in from the rest of the fucking world. <laughs> exactly. You know? exactly. But still... And the Premier League as well. You remember the 39th game they were going to have yeah. in America? What a fucking... Ah, well, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I, other I, papers I, I, have picked I, up on other things. That's yeah, the P, well, PFA, isn't it? Because the, 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 oh, yeah. the wage cap. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. There was a story that uh, UEFA plans to bring in a salary cap as soon as possible. Apparently, Seferin, uh, uh, he says his concern is for the value of the competition. Because if five clubs always win, then it doesn't make sense anymore. And, you know... Welcome to the to the common sense bus. Finally, you know, if the, yeah. of course it doesn't make sense. You know, any fool can see that footballers' wages are out of control. Even Infantino, football, you know, current idiot in chief. But that horse has emphatically bolted. It seems to me it's disappeared over a hill and it's stamping around a Ferrari showroom somewhere. Yeah, waiting for the derby. But um, but the interesting thing about it is when it, and, and you know. I'm not an economy. Economics is one of my first loves, as you know. But I'm not an economist. <laughs> Guttering um, is mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it seems to me that it, it it still won't preclude the top clubs from paying the biggest wages because it's all about the percentage of 
of your income that goes out in yeah yes well that's that's what they want to change that's what Seferin is talking about changing they're bringing yeah. in a thing next year which yeah. is uh, 70% of your income can be spent on wages and transfers so obviously that favors the clubs that are bringing in the most money but yeah. what they're talking about i think is a salary cap of an amount um, oh, which they? they tried to do in League One and League Two, but the PFA uh, managed to appeal that in, out of well, existence. Uh, d- d- but, this is the first I've heard from the PFA, I have to say, in about two years. The PFA, yeah. you, you would always be hearing from the PFA. You would always be hearing, it, yeah. And Their new know, chief is uh, Mahita Malango, is. who once had a brief loan spell at Oldham as a striker. I think he got a goal, uh, one Did- goal in four games, I think. But um, he says he says this. I mean, he's in a he's in a difficult position as far as the sympathy of the general public is concerned. I think, but he says capping the wages of those who create the product that others continue to benefit from is not a solution to ensuring better financial management by leagues and clubs. But in fairness to Alexander Seferin, what he's talking about is trying to level the playing field, the actual playing field. Yeah, and if that and if he actually wants to do that. Uh, what he ought to do, uh, you know, if he wants to make it a more level playing field and not a perpetuation of the dominance of five clubs, he should look at how they distribute the uh, television money for the, for the Champions League. Do you see how they do this? There's a pot of 600 million, I presume, euros, uh, and it's broken up into 528 units of just over a million. And then the 32 participating clubs, whichever they be, uh, get a distribution based on their coefficient, not their performance uh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, tournament, yeah. Well, uh, not yeah. prize money, uh, yeah. the, the coefficient thing, which means that Real Madrid, who are top, get 32 units of just over a million, while yeah. the bottom club on the coefficient list, whoever that may be, Sheriff yeah. Tiraspol or someone, um, get one unit of one unit of a million. Yeah. And so that it, it, there's built into it um, uh, this yeah. this perpetuation of the five uh, the top club dominance, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which makes you wonder what the fucking Super League clubs were moaning about, to be honest. Well, yeah, and then you, and then you just just you just reverse that for two years. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The, pe- I, the, the team that's at the bottom gets the most. Why not the, most. the team? Yeah. The team that's at the bottom, exactly. Like they do with the like the, the draft in uh, an American sport, where they give the first pick to the bottom team, and this is how you level it. Uh, this is how you level something out, so you don't allow this this ludicrous, bloated dominance to carry on. Um, the, uh, some other papers picked up on another thing that Seferin said. Did you see that? Where he said that uh, he apparently admitted that UEFA knew that clubs own other clubs in apparent contravention of their rules, but they turn a blind eye. And this is supposed to be an indication. This is why this has got picked up in some of the papers. It's an indication that UEFA wouldn't have a real problem with the Qataris owning PSG and Manchester United. Whoop-de-doo is all I have to say about that. But um, really? did, did you see that Ratcliffe shot himself in the foot a little bit with his bid? With his twenty percent going to the Glazers. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna sell, isn't it? That's gonna play yeah. uh, uh, in the world at large. <laughs> I just thought they were going to build a glass stadium, and what he was actually saying was, "We're going to be giving twenty percent to the Glaziers." Oh yeah, oh dear, oh dear, call the Glazier. <laughs> as Bubble used to say, didn't he? <laughs> Do you remember? It was, uh, I think it was Matthew Hayden was given out LBW yeah, and yeah. walking back to the pavilion, <laughs> back, bashing yeah, the bat against <laughs> his, his his pad, looking at face like thunder, and Bumble went, "Oh dear, <laughs> call the Glazers." <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations fine. to Burnley and Sheffield United. Um, yes, uh, absolutely. Much joy for the Burnley fans, and and much pain for the Blackburn fans who had to watch their their hated rivals. I just I. I do like the fact that people are willing to stay in the ground 
to hate somebody's success. <laughs> yeah, there were at least well, two thousand. It's either that or they're after the loyalty points. They need the loyalty points. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, any old way. That's uh, that's that's the game of football. It stands. Uh, I also saw that the Midlands Premier League Cup tie between Atherston and Hinckley was abandoned this week uh, uh, when there was a uh, pitch invasion during the penalty shootout uh, oh, when yeah. the players were attacked uh, on the edge of the area with three penalties to go and Atherston oh. winning. So oh man! So what, what happened to the did they allow the result to stand or did they? I, I, I don't think they've made a decision. Uh, they get because they don't get the uh, they don't get the room where they meet uh, uh, back from <laughs> ballet until next week. <laughs> so it's at the end of each month, you see. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we're talking about just uh, talking about the penalty shootout, the one in the cup semi final. I didn't. I have to say, I didn't buy that uh, apparently Veghorst had pulled some shithousery that put Solly March off by kissing the ball. I think there's just, there's such a desperation to to uh, give Veghorst credit for something that <laughs> that they just thought, oh, he's, he's, he's been canny. He's been canny there. He's kissed the ball. Yeah. You know. It's not a goal. Look, it's not a goal, and we admit, and it's not an assist. We, we admit that, and it, 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 and it is why the ball's dead. We admit that, but surely kissing the ball's got it. It's affected the whole result. You know, it's no affected the aerodynamics. It's affected the psychology yeah, yeah, yeah. of the. You know, it's not like Martinez booting the ball to the touchline. No, no. Although, that, uh, the, the, although, which I watched again today for some unknown reason, it just came came up on something uh, when Rashford took that penalty at PSG, oh. when there was so much shithousery, and he just just stood and whacked it into the top corner. Yeah, you kind of have you kind of have to have you kind of have to hope that people who play for your team will have more about them than to be put off by yeah. the uh, ball being kissed. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although. We'll wait and see. Let's hope it works in the ashes. All right, that's that's <laughs> us done for this week. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week, probably. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Very uh, nice and upbeat. Excellent. Yeah, that's it. Always upbeat. Always upbeat. Leave one to more. Come on. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply